0: While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message.
1: We're talking about the bedroom today. Somebody say the bedroom. And the first thing we want to talk about the bedroom in the, the essence of time is that God wants his people to rest. Touch somebody beside you and tell them rest. Rest. Come on, touch them real, touch them real real sweet. Tell them rest, rest, rest. Come on, tell them the rest of the Lord be upon you now. Come on, come on, tell them rest, rest. 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 Oh, I feel it in the room that you've been weary. I feel it in the room that you've been pressing. I feel it in the room that you feel like you you wake up every day and it's a toll and it's a struggle but God said I have called you unto rest. Lord's prayer said he leads me beside still waters. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Just tell somebody again. Just tell about three people around. Tell them rest, 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 rest. You can sit down. But on your way down, just tell them rest. Tell me he's called you to rest. Out of all you've been through. And he's calling you other places. Deep calling from the deep. But the first thing God is calling you to do is rest. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. The ninth verse says this. It says, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. I could stop there and I've already preached. Tell somebody, there remaineth a rest. God didn't create, he didn't just create it. He didn't just say, rest, go here. There has always been a place of rest. And it's set aside for the people of God. We have no business worrying like the children of this world. We have no business having sleepless nights. We have no business having to take sleeping pills. Because there remaineth rest. God said, "You don't. You don't have to ask me for rest. Rest has been there all along. I established it. But I need you as my child. How many? You one of God's people?" I'm not talking about the general people. God loves, God holds, he's got the whole world in his hand. I'm talking about you are bona fide like we talked about that I am a son and a daughter of God. Tell them about I belong to him. him. And by virtue of you belonging to him, he has a designated place of rest. It says there remains, therefore, a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also have ceased from his own works. As God did from his. The next verse says this. So let us. Yes, tell somebody, let us. Touch your neighbor, tell them, let us. Labor, therefore, to enter into the rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Can I tell you, people of God, we've been working to do more work we've been trying to work to solve the episode that we're in but God said instead of putting your effort and putting your confidence in flesh how many know there's no good thing that dwells in this flesh it's full of corruption it is anti-God, it is anti-Christ except for the blood of Jesus that gives us the power over the flesh it will drive us right into the chasm of hell But God is saying that you've been working towards the wrong thing. You've been working to pay the bill. You've been working to make ends meet. You've been working to get your husband to act right. You've been working to get your children to come to church. You've been working, working in your own strength. But God said you need to cease from your own works and you need to labor to get into the rest. The real work of our lives is to get to a place of rest. Now, don't confuse that with not doing anything. I'm not giving you a license to be lazy and to look up for the sky for God to drop manna every day. What I'm saying is, by your faith, you need to trust in God's ability more than your ability. Tell somebody, labor to rest. The true work, people of God, is to find the rest. See, this bed is universally known as a place of rest. It's where we cease from our everyday activity. It's a place where we go to rejuvenate. It's a, it's a place that we go to recuperate is a place that we go to let our body. Do you know if you don't if you deprive your body of rest, it will get sick. It will get dehydrated. It will get a, there are certain things that happen when your body is at rest that you can't get while you're up moving. So as it is in the spirit, there are only certain things you're going to get from God when you rest. And that's the reason you're weary because you've been trying to do a spiritual thing in your physical strength. But God is saying, I need you to put all your energy and your efforts into getting to the place of rest. Tell somebody, get to the place of rest. Jesus said in John 14 and 27, he said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world giveth, giveth I unto you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid (laughs) do you not know that most people in the country that one of the most highest prescribed drugs is anxiety medicine it's because people are uneasy and that is stemmed from a spirit of fear somebody say fear God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And what God is saying, Jesus said, I left you my peace. Not only did I leave it for you, but I gave it to you. It's not like the peace that the world gives you because the world will give you peace with conditions. As long as you dance to my beat, as long as you do what I need you to do, as long as you play the political game, gonna leave you alone but the minute that you don't do what I want you to do I'm gonna cause havoc in your life but God said that's the way that the world get peace but this joy and this peace that God gives me it's joy unspeakable it's peace unexplainable and let me tell you something tell somebody you are a recipient of Jesus peace And the only way you're going to know that if you are are walking in the peace of the master, you have to be in conditions that are contrary to what you feel. Meaning that you're going to have to get in some tight places. Meaning that you're going to have to look at some circumstances that look like it's about to take your very breath from you. Look like you're about to be in some quicksand and you're going, and it look like you're going down for the last count. But you have to remember that Jesus said, my peace, I left for you. I left a package for you. But you got to go pick it up. Jesus said, my peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. But a gift is not given until it's truly received. Somebody and say, God, I receive your peace today. It's already been given. We've been out there trying to reach for the priest, Brother Dockery. We've been, you know, you know, sometimes, anybody ever try to catch a feather? One of the worst ways I've seen people trying to catch it, swatting at it. And the more you swat at it, the more your wind from your hand makes the makes the feather go up in the air. God said, if you just stand still. Oh. <laughs> We've been out there going trying to make our peace. If I could just get more money, I get more peace. If I could just get a husband, i would get more peace. If my children would just act right, if I if I pay their rent this month, maybe this time God said, if you would just stand still. receive what I've already given you God. if I do this if I do this then my child will start acting right if I if I, if I cook my, my, my husband's favorite dinner maybe he start acting right if I do this to my if, if I kiss up to a, kiss up to my, to my to my to my boss then he'll start treating me better God said that is manipulation You've been trusting in your own strength. God said, I need you to stand still. And the peace that I've already given will come in your possession. Somebody hold your hand out like this. I believe that on this week, God is sending peace. Why did I switch to peace? Because you can't have rest without peace. You ain't never seen nobody. Come on, keep patting your hand like that. That peace is coming to your life. That peace is coming to your family. That peace is coming on your job. If peace don't come to the job, God will give you a new one. Or he'll make you the boss so that you can control the atmosphere in the room. Somebody say, God, thank you for peace. There is no rest without peace. Somebody thank him for peace right now. Hebrews 4 and 1 says this. We're going back to the beginning of that chapter. Here's what you have to do. Here's the one place where one of the places where God gives you permission to fear. It says, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left for us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them because, somebody say because, it was not mixed with faith to those who heard it we can listen to every podcast I got you can listen to Bishop Jakes you can, you can listen to Kenneth Copeland you can listen to Creflo Dodge you can listen to the greatest teachers that have ever been on this earth but unless you mix it with faith it will profit you nothing I'm gonna tell you a little story about myself. When I was about 11 years old, I was I was I was about my son's size. he a little taller than I ever be. Heading on the growth chart, was ahead of everybody. And all of a sudden, I stopped growing. All of a sudden, I started losing weight. And, you know, usually, you know, when you're getting puberty and all that stuff, you know all kinds of stuff. You don't know whether you're losing weight because of whatever. But it persisted. And as much as I ate, I was not growing. As much as I ate, I was not gaining weight. And come to find out, I ended up got getting so sick in America with a belly out like this like I was one of the kids in Kenya because I had an ulcer in my, in, in, in my intestine. And it, it had blocked so big that only, it was only a pinhole to where any kind of digestion could get through. In America and starving like the kids in Kenya. They thought it was allergies. They thought it was all kinds of diseases. The doctor even thought it might have been cancer. But he found out what it was But let me tell you something. The issue was not the food. It was my ability to absorb it. I'm going to say that again. It wasn't the food that I was eating. It was my body's ability to absorb it. That In America, I was walking around malnourished. Because my body would not my body would not do what it was designed to do. And so many times we can hear word after word. We can hear prophecy after prophecy. We can shout on top of a shout. We can speak a tongue on top of a tongue. But unless we mix it with faith, it won't get absorbed. I was eating, but it wasn't benefiting me. Oh, it would give me the feeling of satiety. It would give me a it would give me a sense of fullness, but it wasn't feeding me. It's so many times we want I want Reb to preach me happy. I want Reb to tell me it's gonna be okay. I want Reb to tell me. I want I want Reb to tell me that I'm gonna turn around three times and slap a couple high fives to people and everything's gonna be all right. But unless you do your part and mix the word that you heard, I know they, I know they can't hear unless unless they hear it from a preacher. I know he can't preach unless he be sick. But if you don't mix it with faith, you will never enter into the rest. Tell somebody, you got to put it in the mix. You got to put your faith in the mix. I know God said in His words, say, You're the head and not the tail. You're above only but not in need. But what in your life looks like that? What in your activity looks like that? What, what in your habits and, and the things that you do? What in your disciplines look like you're the head and not the tail? See, faith is not gritting your face and yelling loud. Faith is what you do in spite of the circumstance. Faith without works is dead. And I'm not contradicting myself. We're We're ceasing from fleshly works. But when we do what God has called us to do, I hope I'm making sense today. See, when you're doing something out of your own mind and your own intellect so I can solve it by my own way, we are doing it in fleshly works. But when we do what God says do, it works every time. Tell somebody, tell them, say, do what God says do. do, what God says do. And rest in it. There is no plan B. They say the God just in case you don't work. If God don't work, honey, it haven't been work. Yeah. Tell somebody, trust in, trust in Him. Let me tell you this. Oh God. Verse 3 says this. For we which have believed do enter into the rest tell somebody we who have believed do enter into the rest as he said as I have sworn by my wrath if they shall enter into my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the earth. Can I tell you something, people of God? The reason I rest is because it's already done. It's just like a lawyer when they are presenting their case, when they're finished saying everything they got to say, he tells the judge, I rest. Meaning there is nothing else left to be said, there is nothing else left to be proven. Judge, it's in your hands. I rest. Genesis 2 and 2. I don't know if, did I get that to y'all in the back? Genesis 2 and 2 in the New Living Translation. This is what our God did. Tell somebody we're made in his likeness and his image. So we should do what God did. Look at this. On the seventh day, God had finished his work. Tell somebody he finished his work of creation. So he rested. from all his work God is a spirit spirits don't need rest they don't need rest like this Jesus rested because he was finished the reason we can rest is because the thing that you've been asking for has been completed from the foundation of the earth. It's waiting on you to rest. I hope I'm not being too deep today. But the thing that you've been praying for, the thing that you've been fasting for, and we're going to enter into a period of fasting, and God is going to teach us, and he's going to show us the things that I need you as my children to do, but God is saying, I this the thing that you've been praying for in the spirit it has already been done meaning before you had the problem the God's solution was already provided before the foundation of the earth tell somebody before there was a problem God already gave the solution Before you had the sickness. Word of God, he was said he was slain. Before the foundation of the earth. Meaning before the diagnosis, Jesus was already the cure. I know it's hard to grab, to grab this with your mind. That's the reason we have to mix it with faith. That although, God, it doesn't look like, my situation doesn't look good. What Dr. Sons, and we thank God for for the signs of man, they they, they are telling us everything they know within their limited mind capacity. But, God, you are higher than any other authority. You've been given a name above all names. Cancer is a name. Diabetes is a name. IBS is a name. Polycystic ovaries is a name. And God has given him a name above that name. that God gave men that knowledge to all these diseases is so they can give it a name. Thank you, thank you, doctor, for let me know what it is because now it is subject under the name of Jesus. After they identify it, only becomes a name. And he has given them a name above every name. But what you got to do, my friend, you got to rest in the faith. You got to rest in it. That God, you're a healer, and so I rest in you. God, you're a sustainer. I don't know how you're going to make a way, God, but you are the owner of the cattle and the hill, and so I rest in you. Tell somebody, you got to rest in it. There is something the doctor can't give you a pill for. He said, you just need to go home and get some rest. Jesus, we thank you. There is nothing you're going through that a little rest won't help. all you need is some rest. There ain't a pill for it. Ain't a hand that can be laid on your head. Ain't a prophet bought a milk that come in town to give you a word. All you need to do is sit back and rest. In the completed work. See, the work has already been completed. I am trying to get you to see that what you are waiting for has already done. possession yourself it's going to come when you rest I guarantee you that some of the things you've been waiting on it's going to come when you rest when you cease from your works somebody lift your hand and say thank you Lord for your rest the last thing I want to share with you before we go is this blessing anybody it's not only is a bedroom a place of rest but it's a place of intimacy somebody say intimacy it's a place of intimacy in the proper confines under God's eating there's a place of in this intimacy It's a place where exchanges happen. Where I give my total self. And my wife gives her total self. Where we can be transparent in front of each other. Where I give my truest devotion. Somebody say exchange. But the fact of the matter is people of God. God is saying that we've been having intimacy. There are other forms of intimacy. Somebody say intimacy. If you break it down intimacy. me there see. There, 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 there are people and things and things we've been attached to that we've been making exchanges with. God said, I'm going to be the one that makes exchanges with you. I'm a jealous God. And I'm going to share you with another. And we've been depending on other people to make exchanges with. And whoever you have intimacy with, can control the direction of your life. No young man or young one's wo- or woman's life has ever been derailed by somebody that wasn't close to them. It was with somebody who you were intimate with, even if just talking on the phone. On the same way, anybody that's ever uplifted your life is because of the time you spent together somebody say intimacy it's the exchange it's the exchange that happens and can I tell you whoever has your ear has your future Whoever has your ear has your future. Ask yourself, who has your ear? Who has your ear? Who has influence over how you think? Who is it when you talk to them can shift your whole day? When you see that number come up on the screen. There's a big pendulum swing. Either you get elated or 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 you get deep in the pits. I'm not saying it's bad. But what I'm saying is that person has your ear. The question is, what are they doing with your ear? See, if I came and grabbed somebody by by their ear... I can control everywhere you go. I can, I, can, I can pull you. I can turn the direction of your head. I can change what you look at and I can, I can change your vision because I've got your ear. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but who has your ear? And what are they doing with your ear? Are they turning you towards God? Are they strengthening your faith? What kind of exchange is being made? See, some of us have these these one-way relationships where we're we're simply uh, like a landfill. We're the dump truck for people. I'm just going through something. Can you help me? And by the time, an hour and a half later, they feeling light as a feather, and you feeling like a piece of lead sinking to the bottom of the ocean. I wanna know who has your ear. Ooh, thank you so much. I feel so much better when I talk to you. Well, I don't. And so, tell somebody there's an exchange taking place. Some of us, we say God has called us to these places. God has called us to start these businesses. God has called us in all these things. But if you look at your circle, your circle does not look like where you're going. You need to be making exchanges with people that are higher and further than what you are. See the problem is we're too proud to, to be low. We feel like if I, if I come to you and ask you for something, I'm being a punk. What, a, what, the, what the thing about it is, how are you ever gonna get somewhere with somebody properly mentoring you? How are you ever gonna get somewhere with pride. Pride gonna go cold. You need to lay your pride down and say, God has called me here and I don't know what to do, but I perceive that you do. And so I will serve you without pay. What do you want from me? I need to make an exchange because I need what's in you. See, Elijah threw his cloak on Elijah, he burned his plow, he cut up his cow. And he went running after him. But he said, there is something in you that I need. And I will leave mama. I will leave father. I will burn my plow. Because something is in you that is tied to my future. Tell somebody, you got to make an exchange. We always want to get something for nothing. Even Jesus said, if you're going to reign with me, it necessitates you suffering with me. Yes. Ain't no BOGO sales, ain't no buy one, get ones. There's a price to be paid. Somebody say intimacy. last thing I want to share with you that Jesus made a great exchange for us tell somebody Jesus made a great exchange for me Isaiah 53 and 1 says this it says who have believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground, he having no form or no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. The beautiful Jesus that we love now was a monster. He became a monster for us. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were from our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Here's where the exchange happens. Tell somebody, here's where the exchange happens. Surely he hath borne our griefs. And have carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken. Smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded. y'all see the exchange for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Look at this, y'all. You deserve the punishment, but the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, God, I thank you. And with his stripes, he took stripes. And with his stripes, he who knew no sin, he who made no mistakes, he who did nothing but love the humanity that he created, and they spit on him, and they plucked his beard, and they cursed him, and they put a a crown of thorns on his head. He was blameless. He was spotless. And with his stripes, we, tell somebody besides Just tell them we, we. Are, healed. we are healed. With intimacy comes an exchange. You don't believe it? Let's run, hop in bed with somebody. There's an exchange that happens, spirit to spirit. Whatever disease I got can go to you. Tell them a transfer takes place. Spirits can transfer. Curses can transfer family lineage can transfer and if that happens on this earth if we simply get intimate with God he said I've already was bruised for your iniquities I was already wounded for your transgression the price that needed to be paid for you to live in peace was already made and I already took stripes for your healing. Somebody lift your hands and say, God, thank you for the exchange. Everybody's standing. Can somebody just begin to worship him now? About to go in the next couple of minutes, but just begin to worship Him for your rest. And the reason I can rest is because a great exchange has happened. Just know that as we are about to enter into this period of fasting, where we are shutting out the world. We're going to be shutting out worldly news. We're going to be denying this flesh that wants to do all it wants to do. We're creating moments of intimacy with God. Somebody say, God, I want to be intimate with you. Some of you that are going to be entering this fast, this is your first time doing it. And that's fine. And some of you may be afraid. You know why? Because the flesh doesn't want to do that. Because the flesh wants to watch all it wants to watch. It wants to eat all it wants to eat. It wants to do what it wants to do. That's the flesh's job, to do what it wants to do. But we are letting the flesh know over the next 21 days that you are not in control. And I speak over you now that this is going to be a period of intimacy with God. That you're gonna, that God is gonna exchange some things, He's gonna take out some things, He's gonna place some things in. So, you have to understand everything that we give up to God, that we give away, we're never at a loss because He replaces it with something better. This is one thing I want to share with you Genesis 3 and 17. This is after Adam and Eve. After Adam and Eve had sinned and God said, Adam, where art thou and all that stuff. God then pronounces a curse over Adam. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Curse is the ground because of you. Through painful toil. Somebody say painful toil. You will eat food from it all the days of your life. Tell somebody, that's the curse. We were all born in sin, shaped with iniquity. And because of what Adam did, we were born under a curse. That's a mean sickness and death and all kind of st- turmoil and all kind of strife entered into the world. But I want you then to go with me to Galatians, the third chapter. Somebody say, thank God, for Jesus. thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Galatians, the third chapter 10 verse says this. For as many are the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, cursed is anyone that continues, not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But, That no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. That means there is nothing that you could do physically that could get you in right standing through your flesh. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. Tell somebody you got to live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ have redeemed us from the curse of the law. I'm not trying to garner a response from you, but I want you to know what I read in Genesis was a pronouncement of the curse. But Jesus came not only to save us and to give us a rich inheritance to inherit the kingdom of heaven, but Jesus came to eradicate the curse. Jesus came to remove the toil. You know the same toil that God pronounced over Adam that, that the ground is going to be cursed and so you're going to be able to produce things because you still got a God-like nature, but it's going to come with struggle and toil. But Jesus came to remove the toil. Look at this. Christ have redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is anyone that hangeth on a tree. But here's the real thing, y'all. Here's the reason he came. That the blessing of Abraham might come to to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. What am I saying? Not only did Jesus come for your salvation, but he came so that you could get the blessing. The same blessing that he pronounced over uh, Adam and Eve, and Adam gave up because of his disobedience, God said, I sent Jesus to give you the blessing back. That's part of the great exchange. But if we don't ever get intimate with God, I'm not saying just now let me down to sleep or oh, we done started halfway eating. Oh, Lord, bless what I'm about to eat and bless what I've already eaten. God said, no, intimate time with me. You know how you do with your boo thing. Wake up thinking about it. What you doing? How was your day? What you got planned for the week? What you going to be doing tonight? I love you. I miss you when I'm away from you. When is the last time you talked with God like that? When is the last time you felt incomplete because you haven't talked and communed with the Father? When is the last time that you thought about him and a tear began to swell up in your eye? time when you thought about the ways that he made for you and you get happy not because he's doing something for you currently but off his resume you get joy God said I need you to come and get intimate with me come on join hands with your neighbor and let's pray God we thank you that you've called us into the bedroom you've called us to a place of rest Lord there is an abundance of precious promises that you've given us and you've called us to a place of rest to cease from our own works our own works to fix our marriage our own works to fix our relationships with our families our own works to get advancement in our career. God, you called us to rest. And so God, right now, Lord, we begin to pray for our neighbor that they enter into the rest. That they cease confidence in their own strength. And we realize, Lord, that you are our complete strength. Not only that, God, but we thank you that the bedroom represents a place of intimacy and exchange. Lord, would you forgive us for neglecting you? Would you forgive us for treating you bottom of the totem pole? Lord, would you forgive us for putting other gods before you? The God of our desires. The God of wanting to be accepted among people. The lust of the eye and the pride of life. Lord, would you forgive us? Please forgive us. And Lord, as we're about to enter into this period... of fasting and prayer we thank you Lord that you will respond by making it an exchange with us Lord you've already bore our illness you've bore our griefs. you've taken chastisement for our peace you even took stripes for our healing but in order for us to receive what you've already purchased. The price is we've got to give some things up, God. So Lord, not only are we giving up a meal, not only are we giving up entertainment, not only are we giving up time to you, but God, we're giving up our very essence of who we are. Lord, that just as Jesus laid down his life, God, we laid down our lives before you. on the altar of sacrifice, God, and we ask you, God, to make an exchange. We put ourselves on the potter's wheel and we ask you to make us and mold us, shape us and break us until we are conformed to the image of you. And then when we are vessels that you are pleased with, then you can pour in the oil and the wine. God, we thank you. We bless you. Lord, we're so excited about where where you're taking us what you have planned for us. The doors that are going to fling open that you're going to expose to us, God. We commit to making the exchange. Somebody say, God, I commit to make the exchange. We commit to labor to rest, God. We thank you for the miracles that are going to be the norm as a result of this period of fasting. We thank you, Lord, how you going to make us world changers. You're going to make us atmosphere shifters. You're going to make us peace givers. As a result of this period of intimacy with you. God, we don't understand everything, but we do trust you. And we believe that you have our best interest at heart. We thank you. We bless you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.